Welcome to Hoya Podcast. Welcome. We Matanye, Amy. We Matanye, Jackie, and We Matanye listeners, and also We Matanye to this episode. Indeed, We Matanye, or should I say, uh, oh shit, I lost it already. We We Matanya. Are you talking about the order of the arrow? I am. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I looked that up too. (laughs) Yes. I, yes. Women, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So Jackie, we have, um, we have a new episode to talk about today, but we also have some stuff that we want to like get down to business with. Correct. Yes. We have some business. Yes. And I believe the first thing is, well, our shout outs. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Shout outs. (laughs) Okay. All right. Shut up. (laughs) And I think the first thing we have to do is we have to give some shout outs. Um, Yeah, that's right. We, uh, (laughs) we have a tendency to give about 50,000 shout outs every episode um but there have just been so much wonderful feedback um Mm -hmm. just people kind of giving us so much um (laughs) feedback god damn it sorry my cat is biting me and it's very (laughs) distracting and cute Um, but we uh decided to um maybe move our shout outs to the top of the episode so people can hear them first and so we wanted to start with some shout outs so we have a couple so first one that I want to shout out, I want to do um, a quick shout out to Skater Claws. So Skater Claws is kind of a, fuck. Sounds German. I know. Skater, Skater Claus. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark C. down in um, Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. Shout out, Skater Klaus. Shout- Skater Klaus. Uh, he buys used skateboards or skateboard parts uh, or takes in donations of newer used skateboards and he gives them to children in need. Uh, he me- also mentors those kids and will teach them how to skate. So most of these boards, these skateboards, they go to low income housing communities in Atlanta, like foster kids or kids in like his neighborhood that want to learn how to skate. Uh, he says zone six ATL. I don't know what that means. But that's a place in Atlanta. It's uh, probably so, some skater lingo like shred the gnar. You got his yeah. own thick ATL on that, you know, <laughs> concrete, what have you. Right, right. So he has quite a Blean few links. Lean the cube. Lean the cube, right on. I yeah, don't know. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I no idea. He has an Instagram and Twitter. I'm going to link all of his stuff in the show notes. So if you want to check it out, if you want to donate, get involved, please do. It's super awesome. It's a really worthy cause to get involved with. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark C. Skater underscore claws. Like, like Santa ho- Claus. Like ho-ho claws, not like, right. you know, claws. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just Okay. That definitely, definitely cleared it up. Then we've been 
hounding y'all about getting some iTunes reviews, and we got a couple, so we wanted to give shout-outs. Um, our first review came from Mariah is Faith, who says, This podcast changed my life and almost made me pee myself. Thank you, <laughs> Mariah is Faith. Um, and then our second iTunes review came from Risa Marie. And she says, these ladies are charming, witty, smart, and insightful. They have created pure magic, and I'm delighted to follow them. Thank you, Risa Marie. And if you want to leave an Thank iTunes you. review, we will shout you out. Yes. Um, we will, you could say just about anything, and we'll shout you out. So, And, and we will read it. We will read it. <laughs> <laughs> All is fair. Um, also, of course, to... Dank Hills Dope Meme and Dope Meme Accessories. That guy, that page, like, you rule. Thank you so much. He's He has now pinned our posts, like our podcast, to the top of his page. So anytime anybody comes to look at it, it's the first thing they see. So super stoked on that. Thank you so much. And I really do think we've gotten a, a lot of listeners from it. Yeah, thank you, Dank Hill. Thank you so much. Um... Yeah. And he has like <laughs> some dope memes. So we'll, again, we'll link his Facebook, the page and um, the show notes and you guys can check it out and enjoy his memes. Um, a special shout out to uh, Matt T, who, two, two shout outs to him. We got our first email from a listener <laughs> at uh, our Gmail account, hoyapod at gmail.com. Uh, our first email from a listener was from Matt T, and it simply stated, this is the first email I have ever sent for my phone. So it was a first, <laughs> a first for all parties involved. And then he sent us a follow-up email, which had a recording of him our email instagram but he did it in the voice of dale gribble mm -hmm. um and so we will be playing that a little later in the episode so thank you so much matt t very cool yes um, very well done very well done thank you so much another thing that we have to talk about with you guys something super serious is our instagram because it's fire it's amazing it's lit you know all those cool things um we had a poll yeah it's great we <laughs> we had a poll <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Sorry. I was trying so hard not to talk over you and, and not be completely silent. Go on. We had a poll. <laughs> so we had a poll, just a little quick one about, you know, people choose choose your fighter, choose your favorite character out of so and so. And I think we had uh it was Hank and Bobby, then Peggy Luann, Dale and Bill, and there was a couple. So Actually, some interesting results from that. Uh, some that I weren't really expecting, but Jackie, I believe you have the results, correct? I do. Um, so our first, our first uh, matchup was Hank v. Bobby, mm. and uh, Bobby won with 55%. Of, that was a close one. That was very close. Mm -hmm. um, our next one was Bill versus Dale. Dale won with 66% of the votes. Mm -hmm. Next, we had Peggy versus Luann. Uh, Peggy won. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, yeah. 56% uh, <laughs> of the vote. So these are all relatively close. Yes. Uh, Nancy versus Min. Nancy won with 55%. This next one was difficult for me. I think it was <laughs> difficult for a lot of people. It was, it was a hard Hour, one. Boomhauer versus Ladybird. I mean, how do you choose? I know. Uh, they're both basically pets. 
<laughs> not a lot of dialogue, but Boomhauer won with an overwhelming 72% of votes. Mm-hmm. Then we had Con versus Cotton. Uh, Cotton won with 62%. And mm-hmm. then our last matchup was between Connie and Joseph. And <laughs> that was a horse running away. Uh, <laughs> Joseph won. <laughs> Joseph won with 52% of the votes. So our winners Shocking. are... I. I was surprised by that too. I'm glad it was at least close, but I yeah. mean, I don't know. Uh, our winners are Bobby, Dale, Peggy, Nancy, Boomauer, Cotton, and Joseph. Right on. So there you go. Yeah. So some of those I'm not surprised by, uh, but I was surprised by the Joseph one, mainly because, you know, I'm just grossed out by Joseph in general. Um, but him as a, you know, pre-pubescent, he's, he's great. So but and Connie's really great too. I, you know, also Cotton. I was a little bit surprised that Cotton beat Con. Yeah, I think I have mixed feelings on that. But I think mm. as the show progressive progresses, there. I don't know. I guess I don't know what to think. I I, I was confused about the Connie versus Joseph uh, matchup as the results as well. But like you were saying, if we're thinking about pre-puberty Joseph. It kind of makes sense if you're thinking about post-puberty Joseph. That does not make any sense at all. So, <laughs> yeah, if you voted for post-pubescent, you're wrong, just flat out. Maybe we should have um, a puberty poll. For yeah, just Joseph. <laughs> I actually thought about doing that. I thought about including that. I really did. I thought about it, and I was just like, ah, maybe not. Maybe, but maybe we will now because I think that's a. I think that would be really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. and um we have a poll up now we're still waiting to see the results but the miss wakefield episode it's simply a love or hate the episode so it's neck and neck right now of course by the time this episode comes out it'll be down but it's very close yeah i'm interested to see the results in that uh because personally that's a love i love that episode oh i know they're so There's so many good ones that people hate, but I'm so excited I know. for <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about them. I know. All right. So now that business is, uh, we've taken care of business. We've taken care of business. Business. It's time to get down to the meat. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the meat? Season <laughs> one, episode three, Order of the Straight Arrow. Let's do this. Let's do this. I imagine there's music uh, that plays when I say, let's do this. Yes. (laughs) Sounds perfect. Hold on. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Air date. February 2nd, 1997. Now the synopsis I have, and listeners... We're going to do our best not to go off track this episode. We're going to try to really give you the full episode this time, all right? So <laughs> you, you stuck around the first two episodes and listened to a lot of, like, weird tangents, but we're really going to try and dig into it now. Yes. So um, most of the synopsis I got from thehill.fandom.com, and um, then I just, like, added a little bit. But, all right, here we go. <laughs> All right. Hank, Boomhauer, Bill, and Dale decide to take Bobby's 
scout troop, the Order of the Straight Arrow, into the wilderness in an effort to, quote, make men out of them. Foursome were members of the same group when they were children, and the episode starts off with a flashback to when they were kids in the Order, and you see Cotton and the rest of their fathers, Mm -hmm. you know, out at their campsite, and Cotton's talk addressing the group of children, the for uh, Hank, Bill, Boomhauer, and Dale all as children. Mm-hmm. And Cotton addresses the group, and one of the first things he says is, now for the final test, the snipe hunt. <laughs> ain't gonna sugarcoat it. Some of you ain't coming back. <laughs> Those who survive will be honored members of the Order of the Straight Arrow. Those who don't will be dead. <laughs> you know, uh, sorry, real quick thing that I remembered is that in that scene, if you look at Cotton's friends, like the the boys' d- other dads, they look exactly like Dale, Boomhauer, and uh, Bill. Exactly. Like just a little bit more scary versions of them. Yeah, like meaner <laughs> versions, like if there was light coming up from underneath their faces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, please continue. So they're uh, gearing up to go on this trip. They approach uh, John Redcorn seeking quote-unquote Indian stuff for an initiation (laughs) ceremony. That is in quotes. That's what they say. We need Indian stuff. Uh, John Redcorn patiently explains to them that his Native American rituals are considered sacred and passed down only within the nation, uh, to which Hank replies, oh, well, that don't bother us. And Dale follows up with, hell no, we'll take a sacred one. So, (laughs) you know, they're uh, not really very sensitive to how hard they're appropriating <laughs> right. Redcorn's culture. Yeah. Um, and John Redcorn ends up telling them about an ancient ceremony in which the sacred Wimatanya is called upon and is asked to breathe life into a spirit bag. Men love the idea and decide that they'll just go ahead and use it. Um, and <laughs> Wimatanya becomes Wimatanye. Uh, <laughs> and then the group decides to use uh, some old tennis socks from Bill's ex-wife as bags. <laughs> Which is amazing, because how big are those damn socks? I know. They're like and Peggy they're... Hill sized. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he hands those bags, they're massive. Uh, I know. And so they're pretty pumped up about uh, <laughs> appropriating all of this Native American <laughs> culture. And Hank even says, the kids are going to eat this stuff up. And the camera zooms in on John Redcorn's eyes. <laughs> and he reminds them that the spirit bag is very sacred and you should not make light of it. Uh, Dale immediately laughs, saying, I like how you say everything is sacred. That's <laughs> funny, too. Let's uh, go ahead and use that, too, Hank. Uh, <laughs> so I just I just wanted to kind of break down that scene because that's where we, like, first get our we matanye. Yeah. And the first time we actually hear John Redcorn speak. That's right. Can I, am I allowed to interject with a little fact? Or do we want to, okay, we'll keep on with You can, <laughs> can it might be my trivia for later. Go ahead. With who plays, who's John? <laughs> You're going to have to use your backup, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. I, I, I do want to talk about this, yeah. Okay, well, should we wait then? No, 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 go ahead. This is okay. perfect time. All right, so I'm sure you noticed, Jackie, that the, the voice actor for John Redcorn in this episode uh, is actually different. It's not Jonathan Joss who voices Redcorn throughout the rest of the series. It was actually uh, Victor Aaron. He was the original voice actor for John Redcorn, but he had died five months previous to the episode being aired. So the episode was actually dedicated to him. 
Yeah, and I I did when he first started speaking. I was like, he does sound different, but you know what? So does Hank. You know, it's like early in the series. Uh, but right. yeah, I, I I ended up looking it up, and uh, Jonathan Joss, who we know as John Redcorn, but he's also in Parks and Rec, and he was in apparently Walk- mm-hmm. Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, he was in True Grit. <laughs> like he's pretty well known. Um, yes. He doesn't uh, take over as John Redcorn until uh, the second season, and mm-hmm. um, the like you said, the episode is dedicated to Victor Aaron. Uh, he died actually on September fourth, which was yesterday. Uh, we're oh. uh, recording on September fifth, and um, he was a Native American actor of the Yaki tribe. And um, something else I thought was interesting was that. According to IMDb, the character of John Redcorn is roughly based on him. So it's kind of like a little piece of him gets to keep living on through the series. And I thought that was really nice. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. That is really nice. I hope it's uh, true. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say it's true just because that sounds nice. Ooh. Um, Ooh, that, I'm sorry. That <laughs> like squealed in my ear. It was really scary. Okay, go oh, ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Later um, in the episode, Hank and his friends load Bobby, Joseph, Randy, and Garth. Randy and Garth are two of the other kids in the order. Mm -hmm. Um, They load them into their cars and begin the journey to the campsite. Peggy, meanwhile, seems to be in a hurry to have them leave. Mm -hmm. The moment they're gone, Peggy hops in Hank's pickup truck and heads out for places unknown. Yes. A mystery. It's sketchy. (sighs) Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead, say it's sketchy again. It's sketchy. Just want to get that clean. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's a showcase. It's show, showcase. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> it's a very technical showcase term. <laughs> As the journey continues, Hank tires of the boys' incessant talking. They're in the back seat, <laughs> and they've started playing a game in which they say "We Matanya" before and after everything they say. Yes. Hank is, of course, super annoyed, and he orders a 24-hour oath of silence using Slim Jims as silence sticks. He says, <laughs> according to him, the white man calls them Slim Jims, but we Matanye calls them silence sticks. <laughs> and the rules are that every time one of the kids makes a sound, Bill has to take a bite off of the stick, and once the stick is gone, then they fail the test of the Order of the Straight Arrow and are branded failures for life. <laughs> Oh, it's very stressful. Fortunately, Bobby, Babby, <laughs> God, I am Reverend Stroop. That's, <laughs> that's who they're talking about. Uh, uh, Bobby forgets he is to remain silent throughout the test, and his Slim Jim is nibbled away to almost nothing. He is kind of a big dumb idiot throughout this entire episode. I get yes. that he's a child, but it's frustrating. Yes, very much so. Yes. We do a quick cut back to Peggy. She's driving through the desert now to destinations still unknown. Mm -hmm. Uh, She doesn't even get any reception for her radio. Where could she be going? Where? Um, She ends up pulling into a motel for the night. Uh, She's going somewhere. Anyway, the um, cut back to the group. They pull into their campground, which happens to be populated by environmental activists. Overrun with hippies, filthy hippies. Favorite. Thanks, favorite. And that night, Hank and his friends gather the boys around a campfire 
And uh, Hank tells the boys of the spirit Wimitanye and how it respects all of God's creatures. He's basically doing probably a much gentler version of what his dad, their fathers, <laughs> did to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I, they uh, say the oath of the Order of the Straight Arrow, which I really like. I, I love that it. part. <laughs> it, it's just everyone in unison saying... A straight arrow tells the truth. A straight arrow loves nature. A straight arrow is against Bill H.R. 57 to allow the importation of South American propane. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you were thinking of? Or were you thinking of the and justice for all? Yes, I was thinking of that one where he <laughs> he includes spirit in the sky, the song spirit in the sky. Yeah. And, and, ju- and the As I, sa- like walk through the valley of the shadow, shadow of-, of death. Yeah. <laughs> I love, but I also love that one. I love how Hank just like constantly shoehorns in his own agenda. I know it's very. I mean, even during the flashback when their children, all the kids, are just like, you know, Dale's like, "I'm gonna live in France and be a millionaire and and like order people to be killed," and Bill's gonna be like, "I'm gonna be an astronaut," and then little Hank's just like. I'm going to sell propane and propane accessories if my grades are good enough. I love that scene. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, all right. So as uh, the final test, Hank sends the boys out into the wilderness to hunt down the dreaded, quote unquote, snipe. Bobby, who has been fucking up endlessly, <laughs> is taking this assignment very seriously and like a true turd, he ends up accidentally killing a whooping, <laughs> a whooping crane, a rare and protected bird on the endangered species list. Mm-hmm. I think Bill even says like there are only five left in the world, and then Dale's like, "Well, there are four now," or yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, panics and hides the carcass in the beer cooler. He'll just throw it off on the side of the road on the drive home the next day behind a stuckies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> After the whole incident, Bobby and Joseph are hanging out away from their parents, and Bobby, ugh, he's so dumb. So dumb. He believes that the whooping crane was actually a snipe, and we Matanye transformed the snipe into a whooping crane. And Joseph is like, no, that's not true. Listen, your dad invented the whole story about the snipe. Listen, and then- if Joseph. If Joseph is telling you that you're being dumb, then you are being very dumb. <laughs> I know. Even Joseph is on the level. I know. Joseph understands that they're just like their dads are just fucking with them. But Bobby, Bobby doesn't get it. I guess it makes sense though, because look at who Joseph Joseph's dad is like right. the most paranoid person on the planet. And Bobby is just a dumb little ball of dough. Right. With no critical thinking skills whatsoever. Right. I mean, again, he is a child, but come on, Bobby. You're, <laughs> you got to know that this is at a certain point, like it's make believe. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, so <laughs> Joseph tries telling Bobby this is not real. And then Bobby uh, is like, no, it is. It is real. My, he maintains that his father is the arrow leader and would never lie. <laughs> <laughs> In the morning, a park ranger enters the campground and wakes up Hank, who's asleep in his sleeping bag. Uh, He explains that a whooping crane tagged with a transmitter has disappeared. Power straight up tells the ranger everything that happens. uh, But (laughs) because it's amazing. 
teenager. <laughs> and that happens like at least one other time in the series yes. that I can remember. Like he rats everyone out, but they can't <laughs> fucking understand him. So they're just like, uh, all right, no. peace out. <laughs> yeah. So he's straight up, he's just, he just goes off and he's just like, bird in the cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Boomhauer's a fucking snitch. (laughs) Yeah, but he's, I mean, well, we find out later, isn't he kind of? Yeah, he's a Texas Ranger. He's a Texas Ranger, so. Which we'll, we'll talk about that later. Later. Texas Ranger tie-ins to this show are endless, I'm realizing. (laughs) True. Interesting. Yeah. We're gonna Let's have to look that up. Peeled, yeah, listeners, our, our eel, ears peeled, <laughs> <laughs> our eels peered. <laughs> Sorry, I like, can't resist it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep our eels peered. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's right. Yeah, that's okay. Good. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so Boomhauer tells the ranger everything that happened. The ranger doesn't understand anything he says. Um, at this point, since the whooping crane got, you know, killed, Dale has been making subtle comments alluding <laughs> to him possibly abandoning the group mm-hmm. in the night. So it starts out with him just kind of starting to distance himself and then Hank has Bill take his car keys away and then eventually his clothes and shoes are taken away. <laughs> and then he's bound and gagged. <laughs> he's bound and gagged. And so by the time the ranger shows up, Bill comes hopping out of his tent. He's in his underwear, bound and gagged. And then he just like hops out and then just like falls, like he face plants. And I, <laughs> I love this part. Cause like Hank's trying to cover for everyone. Uh, and the ranger tries questioning the boys and Hank's like, Oh, it's, you know, we're in the order of the straight arrow. And right now they've taken an oath of silence, so they can't answer your questions. Uh, and the ranger's just like, oh, hey, you know, I used to be in the order myself. And that's when Dale comes hopping out of the tent in his <laughs> underwear, bound and gagged. And the ranger sees this and says, ah, oh, the straight arrow hasn't changed a bit since I was a boy. And then he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. What <laughs> happened to that poor, poor ranger? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Honey, that's abuse and you need to get therapy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The ranger leaves. We cut back to Peggy. Now we see where she was heading. She um, meets up with a man named Brock, a handsome, described as a handsome Texan, owner of a shoe store for Mm -hmm. women with larger than average feet. Mm -hmm. This is when we find out that not only does Peggy have exceptionally large feet, size 16, but apparently her giant feet are a secret she is keeping from her family. <laughs> Which, so anyway. I'm not, not quite sure how she thinks she's been doing that, but okay. But yeah, this is the first time we see, uh, we, we see any mention of Heggy's big feet. Uh, 16 in this episode, but uh, they continue to grow. Yes. Oh my God. I just watched that episode and it was... A more relatable episode does not exist. At speaking as a tall woman. Yes, me too. Exactly. I am God. also very tall. We're both tall women. And finding some fucking shoes for these monster feet. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus was generous when he made my feet. I tell you that much. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, 
but she does say in a later episode, actually, like, you know, how does her family not notice? But she says in a later episode, she's like telling Bobby, like, I have something to tell you. Like, I have, I have big feet. And he's like, oh, and she's like, you probably didn't notice because I wear such bulbed glasses to draw the eye up. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> oh, that's such a good, oh, it's such a good catch. You're right. So that's where Peggy is. She's buying um, giant shoes. She uh, has to, I guess, drive really, really far to go get them. I, yeah. I, does the internet not exist in 1997? You know, it does. But, you know, I mean, come on. 1997, it was a sucked. Internet was total trash. And, That's true. You know, I don't think Google existed. No, I mean, yeah, no, I don't think so. No search engines. Yeah, no. So, you know, how do you, how do you even find literally gigantic clown shoes for women? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you have to, like... <laughs> travel across the state of texas which is huge so <laughs> she spent a couple days driving to get to her giant shoe place uh, texas is like the peggy's feet of states yeah <laughs> <laughs> if i may <laughs> oh you may and you are correct <laughs> uh and so she buys her shoes and then she <laughs> burns the receipt and heads home. i know i love it so then uh now we know what peggy's been up to but um mm -hmm. At camp, Hank assembles the boys and Glee and sneakily tries to leave <laughs> the park without the ranger noticing. Uh, but then a bunch of those damn hippies mm. finger him as the killer of the crane. <laughs> I think one of them overhears them stuffing the crane in a cooler or something. Yeah. Um, so the ranger goes after uh, Hank and, and everyone. Um, so uh, the ranger starts to close in on Hank and... Hank makes a desperate attempt to first stuff the dead crane into a, like, sewage pipe? Yeah, like a sewage drain pipe. <laughs> yeah. This, <laughs> this majestic, majestic endangered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it does not fit, so then um, I think he attempts to bury it, but before he does, Abby is trying to maybe summon Wimitanye to, like, change the bird back or to bring the bird back to life or something, mm. and Hank finally admits to that he lied about the snipe hunt explaining that it's part of the experience of becoming a scout. Abby is blown away by this, didn't see it coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Even though he was warned by Joseph. Joseph, yeah. Shock he's shocked. Suddenly the ranger arrives, um, and <laughs> I love I forget I didn't write it down what the ranger says, but he basically just like reprimands Hank and he just says, You let yourself that you let this boy down like, i don't know it's just i don't know what you did with that man in his underwear <laughs> i know dale's still in his underwear <laughs> <laughs> they haven't given him back his clothes okay. yet <laughs> um and he as he's going to arrest hank for killing an endangered species the bird suddenly springs to life yes aha um and realizing that the bird was only knocked unconscious the ranger just decides that it's not a crime to bludgeon a an endangered species and he decides to let everyone go and that's basically the tall and short of the episode yes uh, yeah i know i yeah. love that ending because i wrote it down i was like how is it not a crime to knock an endangered <laughs> bird unconscious and then remove it from its protected environment <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> this i didn't is even think about that this is one of the many, many, many examples of which, you know, I mean, it's a it's a cartoon. We can't like really get too in, in like invested in this, but it's one of the many examples of like how horrible things happen, illegal things happen, but there's no consequences. 
Well, I mean, look at everything that happened to these men in their childhoods, including right. the ranger. <laughs> I mean, whether he was the one hogtied and bound or and gagged, or if he was the one hogtying and gagging, it's all pretty traumatic. That's even like in some ways even more of a, a mind fuck if you were forced to like bound and gag one of your like fellow scouts and i assume Three. beat them yeah like what <laughs> how does that yeah so he's he probably figures you know this isn't the worst thing i've seen in my life so <laughs> i guess it's I not like dead yeah your intentions are good and it seems like maybe you really care about this boy so all all when all said and done i guess you can go yeah <laughs> No biggity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? This was going to be a lot of paperwork for me anyways, and I just don't fucking feel like it. So just, like, get out of here. Give me the yeah. give me the bird and get out of here. Yeah. So, Jackie, here's, like, a little uh, FAQ. Nope, that's not right. Here's a little nugget of knowledge for you. Wima Tanya is said 39 times in the episode. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's almost like once every two minutes or something, or twice At- a minute. Twice a minute, yeah. Twice yeah. That's a lot. Did you also have that information? Sounds like you did. Mm, yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <sighs> <sighs> All right. So, you know, we've we've gone over the whole episode. I would love to like start and just talk about some of the things that we really like from the episode. Down with that? Yes. Cool. Um, you know, I mentioned how in the in the flashback we see Cotton and boys their dads it's like the first time you ever see their dads the first and last time you ever see bill's dad and how they're a lot scarier than dale and boomhauer and uh hank and bill but love the little versions of them so cute hank's giant ass head is huge it's just like a square block it's hilarious And Boomhauer's voice is excellent. It's just so cute. And I love how they're like chugging Bloody Mary mix. Like there's no alcohol in it. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. I know. Bill looks exactly the same. The only time he really looks different is once he's in high school and he has that gorgeous, long, flowing hair. Oh, I hate it. It's so so gross. That was his peak, though. I mean, yeah, he's yes. like covered in zits, but that was his peak. He had a full, luscious head of hair, yes. and he was fit like the Bill Dozer star of yes. the football team. Yes, and fit, 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 fit. Uh, Boomhauer looks exactly the same, and even even Dale too. Was yeah, Dale smoking a cigarette as a child, or am I making that up in my mind? don't think oh i don't know i know that it says that i think he started smoking in third grade so (laughs) so i'm pretty sure he was smoking he he probably was smoking because they were definitely at least in third grade if they were the same age as bobby oh shit yeah but maybe or maybe it was like a fake candy cigarette or something which i loved those i always felt so cool i every time will and i are at a candy store which i guess is a lot um (laughs) i always ask him to buy me the candy cigarettes and he won't do it (laughs) he'd rather you have a real cigarette (laughs) (laughs) look i got a pack in the car like it's fine (laughs) i want the candy kind (laughs) so i love that little just a little throwback and you know of course we get to see cotton again and how 
horrible he is <laughs> to Hank. <laughs> I just, know. Oh, just heartbreaking how dramatic he is. He's horrible to all the children, too, because there's that one kid in their group who breaks the vow of silence. I think his name is Eustace, and he goes yes. on to become a very successful patent lawyer. Right. Uh, but he breaks the silence, and Cotton tells him, like, you the test and you now have to wear the mark of failure for the rest of your life and yeah. <laughs> becomes a very successful lawyer but i like that and as adults dale still call like still teases him still yes. he calls him useless instead of I, useless. I, was I like, know. that's a, that's that's a, a really good, good that's a good burn yeah <laughs> no um but you know i love the oath of silence which Order of the Straight Arrow is actually based off of a real, like, Boy Scout thing called Order of the Arrow, and they also have a 24-hour Oath of Silence. What and What child can do it? I, honestly, I have no idea, because every time I would babysit, by the way, I hated babysitting, so every <laughs> time I had to babysit, I would eventually be like Hank, I would get annoyed that they wouldn't shut up, so I'd be like, you know what, let's play the silent game, and it never worked, it, it never work. worked, but no. I was was just so annoyed that I'd just be like, shut up for like five seconds, please. I'm begging you. I tried playing that silent game when I, I think I was in middle school and I volunteered to be a teacher's aide for the kindergarten teacher. And during <laughs> nap time, none of them would shut the fuck up. And I tried saying like, all right, whoever stays quiet the longest wins. And that's all you have to say to right. kindergartners. And it was quiet for three seconds and then a little hand went up in the air and I was like, what? And this kid was just like, I'm being the quietest. And then another <laughs> little hand went up in the air and they're like, I'm being, I'm being really quiet too though. And then they all just started talking. <laughs> it did not work. I know it never worked. And I knew then how annoyed I was that I would never have children. So, <laughs> <I know. laughs> so um, yeah. So what are we doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got all my favorite quotes out uh, during the retelling, but do you have any that you, that were oh, yeah. covered? Yeah, I have a, so obviously I love, I love the scene where Dale just moons them all. <laughs> uh, I love that. I don't know how I missed it. I love that scene. It reminds me of something from like, and butthead almost with how crazy it is like he's mooning them and then boom howard goes into those bushes and dale just starts screaming <laughs> it's, it's such a good scene it's so funny and bobby we matanye i see mr gribble's butt we matanye it happens twice too yes yes exactly it's so good i love that I after dale gets his ass torn asunder by some bushes <laughs> he does it again <laughs> i know i love any this i'm i think i'm gonna keep um my uh what is it eels peered uh in the future <laughs> yes. for uh dale ass sightings because there are several he likes there are strings yes <laughs> and, um, he does so everyone else keep your eels peered for uh dale ass sightings huh yeah like ladybird sightings we'll just do dale ass sightings <laughs> yeah perfect yeah. that's a that's a new segment that we're gonna have um, you know, speaking I, of did you see ladybird at all in this episode no you do not see ladybird at all in this episode 
Okay, I didn't see her either. All right. I don't um, even think you go inside the Hank the the Hill residence at all in this episode. Uh, not till the end when uh he's unpacking her giant shoes. Yes, and scratching off the one. Yeah, so, so it, it just only says, says six. six. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so um other, you know, another so I love the, you know, that scene where Dale is mooning everyone. It's just awesome. He's just mooning a car full of children. Great. Love it. Um <laughs> but I, of course, love the quote where Hank is just, like, talking about one of the hippies. He says, would it kill a tree for her to wear a bra? (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, the snipe call. Woo-loo-loo. 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 Woo-loo-loo-loo. Quick quick question, Jackie. Are snipes real? Yes. Wait. Okay. No, I don't know. Are they? (laughs) I don't know. Because, uh, you know... Are they snipes are. okay? They are. I uh, are snipes real? Uh, I think there's something called wait. Oh, they're birds. I I could have sworn they're little birdies. Yes, they you are know real. What bird, Snipe- this is uh, this bird is that one in that meme, the video where it's like looking like it's doing a little dance. And it's like bobbing its head. I don't know that one. <laughs> Oh, you would. Uh, all right, everyone, look up "snipe" meme real quick. Snipe. Do it. Everybody do it along quickly. with us right now. We're gonna look it up. Snipe meme. All right, type into your browser "snipe meme." <laughs> it doesn't work. Oh, it just looks like a bunch of angry. It's just a bunch of angry white guys with guns. It's just snipers. <laughs> it doesn't work. And, and Chuck Norris. And Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh, another tie-in to Walker, Texas Ranger. Hmm. We're gonna have to get him on the show. Yeah, we're definitely gonna get him on the show. I'm sure. I, <laughs> I'm sure he's very, very. He's friendly. open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are some of my favorite quotes from the show. Great, great ones. I like them too. Oh, Jackie. Hmm. Stars. Stars. I didn't see any or uh i didn't see any as well so that's that so that's it no guest stars there were any yeah uh trivia let's do trivia all right yeah any trivia do you have any trivia from this episode or just from the series i have one from this episode and i hope that you don't also have this one (laughs) well i guess we'll see yeah all right so what is the fake name that Peggy gives to the motel worker. Oh, damn it. It's like, damn it. I can't remember. Damn it. Ah. So it is Senora Gracia Ibanez. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Gracia, which I believe is thanks. (laughs) No, it's not. It's it's Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so it's legit. Yeah, it, it's not, it is legit. It's not, um, or I don't know. Actually, I have no fucking clue if it's legit. I don't speak Spanish. I speak I less Spanish than Peggy Hill. So I, I have no no clue. But it's also the name that the uh, the shoe owner, the shoe store owner addresses her. So she addresses her with, so she uses it for the motel and at the shoe store. So I she know. has her, she's got this, she's got a down pat. She knows what she's doing. I know this is a secret life. She's checking into motels, paying with cash, yeah. burning receipts, lighting uh, a trash can on fire. 
Yes. All right. Are you ready for my trivia? I'm super ready. And this one's kind of whatever. I'm not going to apologize for my trivia. It's great. (laughs) Uh, What was the name of the park that um, the group camped at in this episode? Oh, shit. (sighs) I can't remember. I can see the sign in my head, but I cannot remember the words on it. I'm assuming John something. Oh, you're so close. Yeah, what yeah. is it? John Wayne State Park. Oh, oh man, I <laughs> was going to say, oh shit, I knew it was like a typical, oh man, okay. Ah, uh, close enough. Yeah, <laughs> real nice. That was close, damn. <laughs> oh, really quick, another little ag scene that I love is the ranger is all of the guys you know like oh have you seen this this whooping crane everybody's coming out of their tents and you see in the background boomhauer comes out and one of the hippies girls comes out and gives him a kiss and runs away yes (laughs) it's like boomhauer you are on a children's camping trip i love getting these little (laughs) tiny bits and pieces of who boomhauer is there we we just get a little tiny like nugget of thing like something every few episodes but I, yeah, you just you can only learn about him just through like through accident. I feel like yeah, exactly like through background scenes mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what other characters assume he's saying. Like <laughs> I know, <laughs> I love it. Ugh. That is all I have, Jackie. I think that's all I have too. Um, if there's nothing else, then uh, <laughs> the um. I think that's about all we have for the episode. Uh, The next episode Mm -hmm. to watch is called Hank's Got the Willies. And Mm -hmm. I think there might be a pretty good, (laughs) I think, a pretty good (laughs) guest star in this episode, Indeed, Uh, I think there might uh, be. One hint of who it might be, uh, uh, the, the title of the episode will give you a hint. Hank's Got the willies so Mm. it's willie nelson enticing (laughs) (laughs) how exciting yes so first real guest star let's not discount gaylard oh you know what do you think he'll come back how could i do you think we'll see him again one can only hope yeah i bet we see him again (laughs) gaylard come back to us please come back you have 13 seasons to come back <laughs> I bet he does. I bet he does too. <laughs> I'm going to be optimistic. We will see Gaylord Merry again. Merry Christmas to us. Yes. God bless us. We'll see Gaylord. <laughs> we sure will. So, listen, everyone, please, will you review us on iTunes? Five stars. Five stars and leave a review, like just a little quick little comment. We will shout you out. We will praise you we will read your your comment whatever it says it's a sh- we will describe your dick a pick. surefire way to get onto the episode so even if you even if your review it just has to do with something hyper specific that you wanted to share with us this is your yeah. guaranteed way to get on the show guaranteed so please please do that we would love it it also you know it helps us and we would help you by giving you a shout out Help us help you. Right? And also, 
us. And also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram because, again, it's pretty tight. Mm-hmm. It's popping. I yeah. get popping. It's lit. Yeah. It's lit. It's it's pretty pretty dang. It's good. Cut cut, cut that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's say what it is at the count of three. Okay, ready? One, two, three. It's dang. Bitchin. Yeah. Damn it! I just said <laughs> you didn't say anything. You, <laughs> you fucking stroked out there for a minute. <laughs> I got uh, scared. <laughs> it's dang. Yeah. Hey. If you want to know what it's like, you just got to check it out for yourself because words don't yes. tell you. Right. Word, uh, only words. All right. So, yeah. Oh, and again, Instagram is at hoyapod. We'll be in the show notes. Yes. All right. Hit us we'll up. To click. Hit us up. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. We matanye, y'all. We matanye. Lingo, listeners. Dale Grip. Uh, wait a minute. This is going on the internet, right? Okay. Rusty Shackleford here, telling you to review and subscribe to Ho Yeah on iTunes. Or risk a face full of pocket sand. Shishasha!